Welcome to the official broadcast of Life Fellowship Ministries in Kima, Texas. Our mission is to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. Be sure to visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And now, join us for the Life Fellowship Experience. I want to make a correction from last week. You know, sometimes I'll be up here speaking and I'll be... uh, you know, hearing from the Holy Spirit, and I'll be talking, and, and sometimes I'll, I'll say something that, that I didn't intend to say because I'm thinking I've got too many wheels turning, and I've asked my wife to, you know, just raise a flag when I say something like this. But last week I was teaching on uh, God's power, and I meant to say Jesus sets the captives free. Jesus sets people free. Jesus came to set people free. And I think I said Jesus came to set demons free. He did not come to set, he did not come to set demons free, you know. So let me just clarify that. And, uh, and next, next time that happens, my wife will raise a red flag and we'll stop, you know. Because sometimes I'll catch myself, I'll be like, what did I just say? And then sometimes I don't. I know one time we were, we were having communion, and I was thinking about the gentleman that was going to be serving communion. His name was Jimmy. And I was reading about Jesus and the disciples. And I said, uh, and, uh, Jimmy and the disciples. And I didn't catch that. And, and uh, there were some people sitting kind of toward the back, and I noticed they were sort of chattering and laughing. I'm like... I was thinking to myself, what are they laughing about? I'm talking about communion. This is kind of serious. And they're back there laughing and kind of chattering. And so anyway, I didn't say anything. I didn't think much more about it. And we happened to be going on a trip. Uh, Pastor Christina and I were having to go out of town. And I had uh, a copy of the, the teaching on a CD. If you don't know what a CD is, it's a round disc. It's kind of silver. <laughs> and uh, so I popped that in the car and we're driving. And, and I'm listening to the sermon and I hear... Jimmy and the disciples. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I run it back and I'm like, what? And so I called one of the guys. I said, Jimmy and the disciples. And they're like, yeah. And I said, why didn't somebody say something? And they said, well, you know, we didn't know what to say. And uh, you know, I said, well, I noticed you guys kind of laughing back there. And, and, and one of the lady, Jimmy's wife, turned to the row behind her and said, that's my husband he's talking about. <laughs> so... Uh, so anyway, you know, those kinds of things happen. And I think Robert, Pastor Robert Morse was talking about one day he was teaching and he said there were uh, 12 commandments and 10 disciples. So, you know, <laughs> anyway, there's grace, right? And, and uh, amen. So I wanted to bring clarification to that. Jesus didn't come to set demons free. He came to set people free. All right. So this morning I want to talk about something that's really important. It's Sabbath rest. We're in this series, Seeking God. Well, one of the things that we can do to seek the Lord is take time to rest and spend time with Him. So let's go to Genesis chapter 1. And uh, I'm not going to read all of Genesis, but uh, we're going to look at verse 31 and then the next chapter, verses uh, chapter 2, 1 through 3. Then God looked over all He had made, and He saw that it was very good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the sixth day so we know that in six days God created everything and then we go to chapter 2 of Genesis verse 1 so the creation of the heavens and earth and everything in them were completed verse 2 on the seventh day God had finished his work of creation so he rested from all of his work you think he was tired (laughs) 
I think whenever we look at the Bible, we see where we see the examples uh, that Jesus set and we see the things that God did, those are templates for us to follow. And he's giving us a template here where he's resting on the seventh day. Let's read in verse 3. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. So it's interesting, it says that he blessed the seventh day and declared it holy. The Scripture does not say that He blessed the sky and the earth and the waters and the plants and the trees and the sun and the moon and the stars. It does not say that He blessed those things. But it's interesting that He blessed a day. He blessed the seventh day. In Genesis 1, 20-28, God blesses, He does bless the fish and the birds and He says, be fruitful and multiply. And uh, He creates uh, the animals Man, woman, uh, and he blesses man and woman and charges them, us, to rule and reign over his creation. But God blessed the day of rest. And as I considered that, I thought that was really interesting that he blessed some of the things that were living, the animals, uh, the birds, uh, the people. Uh, not necessarily, it doesn't say that he blessed the plants and the trees. But God blesses the Sabbath or the day of rest set aside for him. I work on Sundays. Uh, Seth works on Sundays. But we take another day of rest. Another day of, is our Sabbath. And when you look in, in the Bible, there were priests and, and they, uh, they had work uh, duties on, on the Sabbath, on, on their Sunday or their, their Sabbath day. And so they would take another day. So we, we take another day of rest because it's important that all of us recharge our batteries. We need to, to fill our tanks up. You, you can't run your car until you run out of gas and keep going. And so we need to fill our tanks. We need to find things that will refresh us, that will recharge us emotionally, spiritually, physically, those kinds of things. And let me have a tall moment here. It is very, very hard for me to take a Sabbath. It's very difficult for me to do that. And uh, part of it is the work schedule. You know, there's always something going on. Uh, people's lives are, are, are not static. They're dynamic. And, you know, people need prayer. People need things. But, but there, there has to be a time where we have to pull away and we have to refresh ourselves and get filled back up. So pray for me that I will do better at taking a Sabbath. And uh, my wife, she's a great um, help in that. Sometimes she'll... Mention, uh, today's your Sabbath. You're not working, are you? Uh, no, uh-uh, no, <laughs> no, the computer's closed. No, I'm not working. But we need to be accountable, and, and we, need, uh, we need to take that day off. And, and so Sunday is typically a day off for most people. I mean, you come to church, but it's to get refreshed, and it's to spend time with the Lord. And when you look in, in, the, uh, in the Bible, Jesus went to the temple and people went to the temple on the Sabbath. Uh, we, we worship God on the first day of the, the week on Sundays typically. And, and so this is a good reminder that we're giving our first, our first day, part of our first day to the Lord and then taking time to rest and uh, take it easy. So um, I think it's important that we all take time to get refreshed. The Israelites were in the desert and uh, God provided manna for them. Uh, Moses instructed them not to keep any for the next day. Uh, some did anyway. And uh, when they would choose to, to uh, try to maintain or keep 
uh, manna from one day to the next. Uh, It would be maggot infested and smell bad. And Moses was very angry with them because God had given them a mandate. In fact, let's let's read uh, here in Exodus 16, verse 21 through 30. And uh, the Lord had told them to take two quarts per person per day of the manna. And so what he's trying to do, let me, let me say this too, that he is trying to get them to understand what obedience is. If the Lord says, take two quarts of manna every day, but on Saturday or, or the sixth day, uh, take, only, uh, take double up so that you don't have to go out on Sunday, then that's what he meant. And so he was providing daily provision for them, but he was also instilling obedience into them. So Exodus 16.21 says, After this, the people gathered the food morning by morning, each family according to its need. And as the sun became hot, the flakes they had not picked up melted and disappeared. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much as usual, four quarts for each person instead of two. Then all the leaders of the community came and asked Moses for an explanation. He told them, this is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow will be a day of complete rest. A holy Sabbath day set apart for the Lord. So again, God blesses the Sabbath day or the day of rest set aside for him. Um, Verse 23 continues, So bake or boil as much as you want today and set aside what is left for tomorrow. So they put some aside until morning, just as Moses had commanded. And in the morning, the leftover food was wholesome and good without maggots or odor. So when they obeyed, when they doubled up on the sixth day so that they could take the Sabbath off, the food was good. If they tried to do that any other day, it didn't work. So God was instilling something in them and teaching them to trust Him for, his, for their daily provision and also to obey. And so we see a principle here. We see a truth that's woven throughout the Word of God where God is called. When God gives us boundaries and instructions, it's not because He's trying to make it difficult on us or He's trying to do something that's going to uh, you know, be a hindrance. He's doing things to help us. And so we, uh, you know, we see here that, that the Lord was giving them instruction, providing for them and teaching them that they needed to obey. Um, verse 24, so they put some aside until morning, just as Moses had commanded. And in the morning, the leftover food was wholesome and good without maggots or odor. Verse 25, Moses said, eat this food today for today is a Sabbath day dedicated to the Lord. There will be no food on the ground today. You may gather the food for six days, but the seventh day is a Sabbath. There will be no food on the ground that day. Some of the people went out anyway. On the seventh day, but they found no food. (laughs) So you know they. I guess I guess it's kind of like us. We we will test God, right? We will do things. We will test things like where it says wet paint, do not touch. (laughs) Yeah, it's still wet. Why do we do that? I don't know why we do that. I don't have an answer for that. So the Lord asked Moses, "How long will these people refuse to obey my commands and instructions?" I have a friend, and uh, you know it's clear that that we are to take a Sabbath, all of us. And uh, this friend of mine is a pastor, and he wasn't taking a Sabbath. And his wife said, "Well, 
Are you going to go have an affair? Are you going to go steal? Are you going to go murder some, somebody too? I mean, if you're going to break one commandment, are you going to break them all? These are commandments that God gives to us for our own good. Now I'm preaching to me, okay? <laughs> but I, I think this can be a challenge for all of us. Uh, verse 29 says, They must realize that the Sabbath is the Lord's gift to you. That's His gift to you, to us. That we should be able to get everything done and take time. Well, we may not be able to get everything done. In fact, we can't, right? We can't get everything done. But we do need to take a Sabbath. I mean, think about it. God created everything in six days. You think there was maybe some more things He could do? I don't know. He got everything done and He said, look, I want, I want to set a template here that this is a day of rest. I'm taking a day of rest. I'm God and I'm taking a day of rest. And if it's important for me to demonstrate this to you, it's important that you obey and that you follow. It is a gift. This Sabbath is a gift for us. Verse 29 continues, That is why He gives you a two-day supply on the sixth day, so there will be enough for two days. He's talking about the manna. On the Sabbath day, you must each stay in your place. Do not go out and pick up food on the seventh day. Don't go out because there's not going to be any there. Get enough on the sixth day to last you. And then I want you to rest. What a wonderful Father. What a wonderful God that He says, hey, I want you to take a day off. I don't want you working seven days a week. I want you to take some time to rest. So the people did not gather any food on the seventh day. So my first point is God blesses the Sabbath or the day of rest set aside for Him. And like I mentioned earlier, some of us work on Sunday, so we take another day. Uh, my second point is the instructions truths and principles in the Bible are designed to bless us and help us not to bind us up. When we understand that the things that God gives us, the instructions He gives us are for our good, then maybe that will help us follow, <laughs> follow His instructions. Let's go to Mark chapter 2, verses 23 through 28. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was walking through some grain fields, his disciples began breaking off heads of grain to eat. They were hungry on the Sabbath. <laughs> and I was thinking, if I, was, if I would have been Jesus, I'd be like, really, guys? <laughs> You're breaking this stuff off. The, uh, the Pharisees are watching. You know, this is going to stir something up. But Jesus was gracious. And Jesus, I think this happened for a purpose or a reason that God, again, is wanting to demonstrate something to us. So, uh, verse 24, But the Pharisees said to Jesus, Look, why are they breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? They're breaking the law. <laughs> and these Pharisees were so steeped in law that they were missing the point of God. And when you, when you go back and look, Jesus had issues with the Pharisees. These were the people that knew the law, but they didn't have the heart of God. But yet, they were supposed to be the representation or the representatives of God to the people. But they were missing God's heart. And I think that's why Jesus had such a, a hard time with them. 
So in verse 25, Jesus said to them, Haven't you ever read in the Scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? (laughs) I think Jesus knew that they had read in the Scriptures. I think he's just being, uh, you know, just throwing this back in their face. Oh, haven't you read? I thought you were scribes and Pharisees. I thought you knew the Word. Haven't you read where David... uh, Okay, let's read on. Verse 26, He went into the house of God during the days when uh, Abathar was a high priest and broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests were allowed to eat. He also gave some to his companions. So here is where David has gone into the temple and he's eaten this, this sacred bread that, was not, that he was not supposed to eat. Let's look at verse 27. Then Jesus said to them, The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people, of people, and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. And there's another part where, you know, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and he's saying, hey, if, if your ox fell in a ditch, you'd pull it out, but, you, you, you know, you're going to put these restrictions on other people. And so they had, the, the Pharisees had all these laws. They had all these rules. Not just the Ten Commandments. There were hundreds of them that they made. Now, what it did was it bound people up. It didn't help people. It hurt people. And that's what religion does. You know, uh, religion will bind people up. When Jesus came to set people free, but yet people can get all hung up on religion. And, and Jesus says the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people. It, and, and we read earlier where God says the Sabbath is a gift for you. It's a gift for you. The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. Verse 28, So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. Jesus is Lord over it all. And I was reading in John chapter, I think chapter 8 this morning, and he was talking with the Pharisees, and he said, you don't understand who I am. You don't know who I am. You don't know me. You don't know the Father. And I represent the Father. They miss Jesus. They miss God in the flesh when He came, many of them, because they didn't understand And when we understand who He is and the love that He has for us and the things that He's put in place for us to bless us, the Sabbath being one of those things. So let's let's read on here in Mark 3, 1-6. Jesus went into the synagogue again and noticed a man with a deformed hand. Since it was the Sabbath, Jesus' enemies watched Him closely. They were always watching Jesus to see how they could trip him up or they could catch him doing something. They watched him closely. If he healed the man's hand, they planned to accuse him of working on the Sabbath. (laughs) Of course, it wasn't their hand that was deformed. It was this other person's. But I love this in Mark 3, 3. Jesus said to the man with the deformed hand, come and stand in front of everyone. And I, I was thinking, I wondered what this was like. This man has a deformed hand, and he knows, he, I'm, I'm sure you could cut the tension uh, with a knife between Jesus and the Pharisees. And this man has a deformed hand, and Jesus says, come up here. And so this guy, if I were this guy, I'd be going, 
you know, I really don't want to cause a problem here. These Pharisees have a lot of power, you know, they have a lot of influence. And uh, can you just heal my hand from sitting back here? That would be good with me, Jesus. But Jesus says, come up here. And so there's a couple of things that he's trying to demonstrate. One is power. But let's read on here. So then he, he turned to the critics and said, and asked, does the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath or is it a day for doing evil? Now, we'll get to this in a minute, but he's, he's understanding their heart and he's understanding their intent. Is this a day to save a life or destroy it? But they wouldn't answer him. You know, what's interesting is they were always trying to trick him, but whenever he would ask them a question, they were silent many times. They didn't want to say anything. So he looked around at them angrily and was deeply saddened by their hard hearts. He was angry because of righteous indignation. You know, he was angry because they were, they were hypocritical and they would come across as religious, but yet they didn't have a heart for God. And they really didn't have a heart for people many times demonstrated by the things that they would do. And he was, it says that he was sad to see their hearts because their hearts were hard. And I think of all things that God is looking at, he's looking at our hearts. He's not looking at us to perform because we can never perform well enough. But what about our heart? Do we have a heart for Him? Do we have a relationship with Him? Do we love Him? Do we trust Him enough to obey and do the things that He's asked us to do? Not as a ritualistic task, but as a relationship. And when we begin to understand that things that He's asking us to do are for our own good, then even more so that we should choose to obey and follow Him. And so he was sad to see their hard hearts. They were religious, yet they, re- they lacked a relationship because they missed the heart of God. Jesus came to build relationships, not religion. Verse 5 continues, Then he said to the man, Hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand and it was restored. At once, the Pharisees went away and met with the supporters of Herod to plot how to kill Jesus at once. They were just waiting. (laughs) They were waiting for Him to do something. He's healing a man on the Sabbath. Who cares about the man? He broke the law. (laughs) But let's think about the law for a minute. He broke the law what does the law say about murder? Is that okay on the Sabbath? Remember what, what Jesus asked him? He said, is the Sabbath a day for doing good or doing evil? Is the Sabbath a day for, for, for being a blessing? The Pharisees knew the law. Thou shalt not murder. But yet, because they were just looking for some, for some excuse, they were willing to break the law themselves for him breaking the law. You see how ludicrous this was? See how crazy this was? Let's go back to verse 4, Mark 3, 4. Then he turned to his critics and asked, does the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath or is it a day for doing evil? He knew. 
He knew what they were plotting and scheming and planning. And he asked them this question before they had the evidence to go and do what they were already planning to do. They were just waiting. They were just waiting for him to to take a step where they could accuse him. And what were they really accusing him of? Of doing something good on the Sabbath? Is this a day to save life or to destroy it? But they wouldn't answer him. So my third point is something that you've heard numerous times. Blessings follow obedience. Let's go to Exodus 20, verse uh, 1 through 8. Then God gave the people all these instructions. He says, I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. So God is reminding them here in Exodus that they were in slavery and He was the God that delivered them. You must not have any other God but Me. So, He's giving them the the Ten Commandments and He's telling them that they're not to have any other God but Him. And they had come from Egypt where the Egyptians worshipped many gods. And we have uh, religions today. I I remember, I've shared this with you, where I went to a a Hindu temple and they had like all these statues and, and they were behind these steel doors and cages. And uh, I thought it was so interesting that people actually bow down and worship these idols. And so God is telling the children of Israel, He said they had, uh, you come from a place where they had many gods uh, and you've been delivered from that culture. Don't go back to that. Don't go back to worshiping idols. Worship Me only. You must not have any other God but Me. God was attempting to keep their hearts focused on Him. And we know that, that many times they turned. They got to the promised land and they would intermarry with these other tribes. They would begin to worship their idols and they would incorporate their worship practices into their lives and it would go south for them and uh, then they would get taken into captivity and they would cry out to God and He would deliver them again and again and again. So God was attempting to keep their hearts turned toward Him and Moses said before they went into the promised land, He said, please, please, love God, obey God, commit to Him. Do these things, do these things that you've been taught when you get to the promised land and it will go well with you. But they refused on many occasions. So again, the Ten Commandments are not to bind us. They are for our own good. Exodus 24, um, 20, verse 4. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or, or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. Let's skip down to verse 7. You must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse His name. Have you ever heard someone say, Jesus Christ? That's misusing His name. And my wife has a good answer for that. When someone would do that, she would say, well, that's who I would call on if if I needed some help. But see, we, we don't understand the holiness of His name. Some people don't. And, and so that's a misuse of His name. Um, let's read on in verse 8. Remember to observe, observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. It's one of the, one of the commandments. 
don't worship any idols. Don't worship any God but me. Don't use the name of the Lord in vain. <laughs> and then what? Remember the Sabbath. Keep it holy. Before a murder. My wife is looking at me right now. <laughs> Before murder, lying, all those kinds of things. Keep the Sabbath holy. Because I created the Sabbath for you. It's a gift for you. Because I want you to live the abundant life. I want you to be refreshed and refilled. I don't want you to burn out. You have six days each week for your ordinary work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. And again, we... we Worship on Sunday, which is the first day of the week. Don't get hung up on the sixth day or seventh day. If you work on, on Sunday, then take a Sabbath. Take another day. Because I know people work shift work and things like that. But the, the point is, is not that we, that we, oh, it has to be the sixth day or the seventh day. or You know, the, 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 what God is trying to get us to understand is take a day of rest. Spend time with me. Because He blesses the Sabbath. He blesses that day. And I know we want to walk in the blessings. Blessings follow obedience. But the seventh day is the Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you. Comma. <laughs> Just in case you, you were unclear, he says, this includes you. So, look at your neighbor and say, this includes you. This includes you. Alright? Your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day, He rested. And so we have a template, we have an example that if... If God rested and He says that we are to rest, then we need to follow suit. And we know that Jesus did. Jesus followed the commands of the Father. And He did all the things that the Father did. He, the Word says that He did what He saw the Father do. And He said what the Father said. That we would be obedient in every aspect. Again, I'm not talking about dotting every I and crossing every T and never making a mistake because we can never do that. We are not able to do that. But what I am talking about is being obedient to the things that we can do, which is most everything that God's called us to do because we can do what? All things through Christ who gives us strength, right? And so if, if, if we fail, then just pick up and, and move on. I a number, a couple of years ago, I called uh, my board of directors and I said, hey, I'm submitted to you guys and uh, I have to tell you, I'm really convicted. I've broken one of the Ten Commandments not once, but hundreds of times. And I will submit to whatever you tell me to do. If you want me to step down, whatever you want me to do, I will do. And they said, well, what have you done? I said, well, I haven't been taking a Sabbath. They said, well, okay, we'll start taking a Sabbath. <laughs> and even more importantly, uh, a couple of years back, I, uh, I was running ragged and uh, 
and I was sick in bed for two and a half weeks. And uh, PC had to, had to step up and preach for two weeks in a row. And the Lord really dealt with me, and He said, if you want to run yourself in the ground, go ahead. It's up to you. I've given you a template. I've, I've told you what to do. Now, you, you can choose to obey or disobey. But when we disobey, there are consequences. And please pray for me, because it is so hard for me to take a Sabbath. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. You know, I really am trying, and my wife is trying to help me, but it's hard for me. And I'm sure it's hard for you guys too. I mean, it's, it's, it's easy to get caught up in the vortex of busyness and everything going on around you. But we can hold one another accountable. And I've asked the leadership team, don't call me on, on the day off unless the building's on fire or you're on fire or you're dying or something. But, you know, there are times when, when I have to move my, my day off because people die. <laughs> you have funerals, you have things like that that you have to do. And, uh, and I understand that. And more importantly, I, I know God understands that because it's not about, you know, the, the legalism. It's about us obeying Him. But we need to make sure that we're taking a day. Okay? So, um, Exodus 20, verse 11. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything in them, but on the seventh day He rested. He did a lot. <laughs> more than, than we'll ever do. And He took a Sabbath. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. So my first point this morning is God blesses the Sabbath or the day of rest set aside for Him. Make sure you're taking a day off. Make sure you're setting aside some time to refresh and refill those tanks that need to be filled. My second point this morning is the instructions, truths, and principles in the Bible are designed to bless us and help us, not to bind us up. And then my third point is blessings follow obedience. So I want to challenge you as always, make a difference in the world around you. You know what to do. You go out and live it. Thank you for tuning into our broadcast. For more information, be sure to find us at our website at www.lifefellowship.me or call us at 832-864-2800. Have a great week and remember to live it. God bless you.